Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Alochas. Yoridea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchois Korcho Uksoives Kaka, Halacha Beis. In the middle of a paragraph, Gam Haksav Hulazikoroin Ledoiros. We dedicate the learning today for a complete Rufua Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia, Yehudis Baschana, Chayabrocha Basperel, Yaakov Yehoshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlemenisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa bas Chana, Gitagenendel bas Sipoira, Toiva bas Chavaperel, David Lei ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Soralea bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha bas Shiradvoira, Shiradvoira bas Miriam, Jonas ben Hilda, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Nisim ben Rivka, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Besoich Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Tov Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, David ben Behia, Meir ben Frida, Besoich Sharchel Yisrael. Rav Nosenzal is talking about the type of things that the Goyim used to do to express their grief and mourning, tear out their hair and, and slash their skin, and he also addresses the issue of tattoos, which the Shulchan Aruch speaks about over there. Rav Nassim adds, Gam haksav hu lezikoroin ledoirois. When a person puts something in writing, when a person writes something down, <coughs> they're writing it down to, that it should be remembered for generations. Ki kol ksav hu lezikoroin. Because anytime something is written down, it's to be remembered. I believe I once heard that the Rambam said how careful a person has to be when they put something in writing, that putting it in writing is like telling it to a thousand people. Because what's, once it's in writing, it's going to get around. And when a person writes on their body a tattoo, an inscription in the body, it's as if that person denies the whole concept of and a new world. The person is showing that they don't really believe that this body is going to go through a purification, a refinement, to have all the zuama, all the tuma taken out of it, all the tuma that originates from the pigama the Eitz Hadas, which is the medame of that we that the person currently is experiencing, shehu medame meurvav, which is a mixed up medame, a medame that's combined with good and bad, kihu koyse v'choykeg b'haguv ksevas kaka. Because this person is writing and engraving into the body this tattoo, which is something that cannot be erased. It's as if this person is implying that this body is permanent, that this body is not going to change from what it is now. Whereby now we're in a state of behema, a state where the madame is, is mixed up. 
שזהו בחינס הכסב שחויקי בגופוי. This is this concept of when a person is writing and engraving into the body. כי כסב הוא בחינס זיכורוין לדוירויס. Because once again, writing something down is so that it'll be remembered for generations. Like Moshe Rabbeinu told Yahushua by the Melchomo Ramolik, Ksoiv zois zikoroin basefer, vesim baozne Yahushua, ki Melchomo Lashem Bamolik, mi doer doer. Vialkein hu moire bozer, sheyuchkak bechinas haksav baguv, ksav sheinin mcheloilam. And therefore, this person who goes ahead and does such a thing, they put a tattoo in their body, they're, they're showing that they want, they want to put in a type of writing that cannot be erased, that will be permanent. This person is implying as if the body is not going to go through a major purification. And it's not going to change. He's, he's implying that you can do something permanent with the body. And we know the body is not permanent. As we said earlier, that ksav is an Indian of medame, that, we, that writing on the hide of an animal, that kind of thing. Because the, the truth is that we believe that there's going to be a new world. And then the body will have been purified completely. And then all the tumor that was in the body that we have currently is going to be eliminated. And the body is going to be renewed and purified to the most incredible level of purification. But by a person writing on the body, and especially tattoo, engraving permanently into the body, that person is implying that this is permanent. That, that the body is going to remain permanent the way it is currently. Otherwise, why are you writing in, in a permanent kind of writing? Kiksav hulazikoroin ledoirois. Rav Nosanzal keeps emphasizing this. Because putting something in writing means you want it to be remembered for generations. The ikar ho'isur, and the main isur about, of writing on the body, a person is not allowed to write even if it's not tattoo. But the main isur is ksoivas kaka. As the Gemara explains, where you actually cut into the flesh, carve, carve the, the, the writing into the flesh. Because when this writing is even more physical, that, makes, that strengthens the medame even more. And then we have the negative aspects of Medame, the confusion of the Medame. Because the more that the Koyach HaMedame is attached to a more Gashmi Guf, to a body that's more into Gashmias, then the Medame is worse. 
Now remember, the term medame has multiple definitions. The word medame can mean yetzahara. Rabbein Ezal said one of the nikla, we're giving the yetzahara a new name, koyach medame. The word medame means like noiga, a mixture of good and bad. The word medame means imagination, fantasy. All of those things are included in the word medame. Ki iker irbuv hamedame hualide haguf. Because the main thing that causes the confusion, the mishmash of medame, is the body. V'alkein b'chol ksav, afilu ksav shel kedusha, tzrichen sheyie ksiva v'loi chakika. And this explains that whenever we're writing, even if it's writing a Sefer Torah, or writing a mezuzah, or writing a get, writing a star, it has to be writing without engraving. Kimoy Shamru, as the Gemara says in Gitten, which talks about writing a get, the Gemara says, the Posak says, V'chosav, V'loi V'chokak, not engraving. Kiksav shel kedusha hu'al gabi o'er behema, because as we mentioned in the previous year, Holy writing is done on the hide of an animal. And by writing Diburim of Kedusha on this animal hide, we're elevating this animal hide from Behema to Odom. And therefore we need that the writing should be done in, a, in the most fine way possible. And that's why the Torah commands us, write, don't engrave. <coughs> because when you're engraving, it's more megusham, it's more getting into the physical. Writing is on the surface, it's something you're writing on the surface of something. Engraving is you're digging into that physical thing. Shemetzayer ho'oyer begashmius gomor. He's he's formatting the light in 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 complete gashmius. Ve'yesh boy mamish betziur ho'oyer, and there's mamish something physical in the in the formatting of the light. Ukishaksav megusham yoiser who bebechinas irvov hamedame. And as we mentioned earlier, the more megusham the writing is, the more physical, the more tangible the writing is the more confusion of medame. V'yalkein, kan, b'ksoivas kaka, and therefore here, when we talk about tattooing, sheho isur, shemoirid me'odam lebehema yideksav kanal, whereas we explained in the previous year, when a person tattoos in their flesh, they're lowering, lowering themselves from the status of odam to the status of behema, ikur ho isur alide chakika, the main isur is when it's engraving. Shehu megushem yoiser, which is more megushem. Shaydeze mezgaber yoiser irvov hamedame. That makes the negative aspects of medame even stronger. Ki ono tzrichen lezake haguf mebehema laodom. Because we are required to purify our body, to elevate our body from the status of behema to the status of odom. V'haksav, and writing... Bifrat chakika, especially engraving, hu bechinas behemius, is a concept of animal, as we mentioned in the previous year, as we showed in the previous year. That ksav, we mentioned that based on the, Rabbi Nezal speaks about this at the end of chapter 19 in Likud Yimran, 
he quotes the, that pasuk we mentioned before, <coughs> that remembering something, when I remember something, a person has a good memory, they don't have to write it down. They remember it. Now, remembering it, it's not tangible. It's not physical. When it's in your memory, it's not something physical. When a person has to write something down, they're showing that because they can't remember it, because they're afraid they're not going to remember it, they're going to forget it. So ksav is associated with shikha. Because there's shikha, therefore we have to write it down. So ksav is associated with shikha, or medame, which is a lower, much lower level seichel. And therefore writing is, 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 is associated with shikha, medame, and engraving is, is a lower level even, a lower level of medame. That's irv of medame. And this is why the Pasuk says, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem, and Rashi says, Nemon Lashalim Schar. You can trust me that I'll reward you. Bechinas Oilam Haba. This is referring to Oilam Haba, Sheoz Yehashilam Schar. That's when Klal Yisrael is going to receive the reward. And that's when we're going to have this new world. And it's because we believe in Olam Haba, because we believe that this body is going to disintegrate, it's going to have to disintegrate in order to get into Olam Haba. That's why a Jewish burial is done as simple as possible, a pine box, or in the olden days they didn't, didn't even use a pine box in Eretz Yisrael. They put the body directly into the earth so that it should disintegrate quickly, which prepares the person, the neshama, for Tchiyas HaMesim, for Olam Haba, etc., etc. And for this, this is why right tattooing is forbidden. And that's why right next to this Isur of not, not tattooing into your skin, the Pasuk says, I am Hashem who's going to give reward. Because we believe in Olam Haba, that's why no tattooing. And therefore the Torah gives an additional love for the Koyhanim, that a Koyin is not allowed to scratch their skin, you know, engrave into the skin. Because Koyhanim represent Chesed. Koyin is Chesed, Levi is Gevura, Yisroel is Tiferes. Yisroel ha-shebecho espoer. V'chesed hu bechinas chidish o'ilam. And that chesed is associated with that new world of the future. Bechinas oilam chesed yibone. As the Pesach says, that that new world will be built with chesed. As Rabbi Nezal explains in Torah Ches, in Likut Imran Tanina, which this halach is based on. And when we have that new world, all tumor will be eliminated. And then death will be eliminated permanently. This also explains why a koyhen is not allowed to be, allow himself to become tome, not allowed to come into contact with a dead body, not allowed to attend a funeral. 
because they are even further away than other Jews from this concept of death. Because Koyen is Chesed, Bechinas Chidish Oilam, which is associated with that new world of the future. Bechinas Bila Hamoves when death will be eliminated permanently. Vialkein Koflo Hatoira Isur Srital Hakoyhanem. And that's why the Torah wrote an additional commandment, besides the commandment that every Jew has not to cut their flesh, a Koyen has a second commandment. That's written about the Koyhanim. Because the Koyhanim have to distance, distance themselves even further than regular Jews from this Tuma of the snake. And to be strong in their faith regarding the new world of the future. Because the Koyhanim, who represent Chesed, they are this Chidesh Oilam. They are synonymous with this new world of the future where there's no death. So therefore, even now, they have to be more removed from death than, standard, than other Jews. Baruch Hashem. Any questions, please? There's a question in the chat, and the question is the answer. Why, why is writing necessarily associated with forgetting? A person may be writing not for themselves so that they shouldn't forget, but for future generations. Both of those, whether I'm writing for myself <clears throat> so I shouldn't forget, or I'm writing for the future. When I'm writing for the future, it means I'm writing so that this should not be forgotten. <clears throat> When people write down events, they're writing it, it becomes history in a sense, where people will see this writing in the future and they'll know what was written down. It's the same category. <clears throat> what about the people who sometimes have either temporary tattoos or just plain writing, they don't have a paper and they need to write some sort of phone number on there. Is there any issue with the temporary? As far as I know, yes, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. To what degree it's also, I'm not sure. But as far as I know, it's, it's not, a person should not be writing on their hand or on their flesh, that kind of thing. Good morning. Just a clarification about um, writing um, on, on class. I would, have, I would have thought that because writing represents everything it does and we want to be male, the, the animal, the best way to do it is not through ksav, but in chakika or engraving or something else that makes the holiness more permanent within that and then elevates it even more. But the Torah is teaching the opposite. Rav Nosson Zali is explaining that it has to come with itself and not with... It's sort of, it's kind of counterintuitive, or not? The answer is, I was thinking about this myself a little because we know that in a Sefer Torah, in a mezuzah and tefillin, there's sirtut. Before you write, you do have to cut into the parchment. They have to make lines in the parchment. Oh, that's what it is. <clears throat> it's lines in the parchment. The letters themselves, the lines are sirtut, but the letters themselves are not sirtut. The letters themselves are, are, are writing, not, not engraving into the thing. 
So that, because again, Rav Nosson Sal is explaining in this halacha that ksav is associated with medame. And, and, and there's different levels of medame. There's one level of medame which is standard writing. And when it's chakika, it's a stronger level of medame. So therefore he's saying under normal circumstances, when we're writing a Sefer Torah, things like that, we do not do chakika. It, it's interesting that when it comes to a matseva, a matseva for a person who passed away, there we do have chakika. There, engraving in a stone. Could be again, because that's related to death. That's associated with mamish death. But Rav Nosanzal seems to be saying here that in all of our standard writing, we don't do chakika. And the reason being, because as he explained earlier, writing is associated with medame, behema, and therefore we don't want to make that permanent. Our mission is to change from behema into Adam. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. A question in the chat again. In the Navi Yeshaya, we read, Vayikro Hashem Alekim Tzvokois Bayoim Ahu Lebechi Ule Mispeid Ule Korcho Velachgar Sak. So there it says Korcho, you know, which we're, we're not allowed to do. Could, could be, we'd ha- I'd have to take a look at the Pasuk and look at the Mephorshim there. Could be it's saying because that's how the rest of the world, that's how the Goyim. You know, that it's saying that there's going to be tremendous sadness and everything, so it includes the word korcha, not that we're going to do korcha. In other words, it could be that the tsar will be so great that people will want to tear their hair out, that kind of thing. But not that it's telling us that a person's permitted to. We, we mentioned earlier, we explained, <clears throat> when Rav Nosanzal first broached this topic that writing is associated with medame, <clears throat> This he quoted from Likut Imran, chapter 19, that, that med, med, there's two levels of seichel. In a higher level of seichel, a person who has high seichel doesn't need to write anything down because they remember it. They, it's in their head. A person who has less seichel, whose seichel is on a lower level, <clears throat> they need to write it down. You're telling a person some information, one person says, okay, I got it. The other person says, no, 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 wait, I have to write it down. If I don't write it down, I'm going to forget it. <clears throat> so we see there the connection between writing and forgetting. <clears throat> that writing is associated with forgetting, shikha. And shikha is associated with behema. Remember, we mentioned that in Torah, Lamed Zayin, and Kutuman Rabbeinu, Zalki says a long list of two columns, the right and the left. You have light, darkness, body, soul. Good, bad, life, death, remembering, zikoroin, and shikha. So all the things in column B are related to each other. Shikha is associated with behema. It's associated with darkness. And again, it's associated with ksav. That doesn't mean that all writing is behema. It means that there is a connection between these two things. Halacha gimel. Alpi Hamaima Retsitsa Damayas Bebuse Likutiman Chelek Aleph Simon Chavzain Ayin Shom Kol Hamaima. This halacha will be based on chapter 27 in Likutiman, which is one of those debates between Rabbi Shub and Hanania and the wise men of Athens, where they asked him a chick that dies inside the shell. 
how does its spirit go out? How does its ruach go out? And his answer was, the same way it went in. How did it go in to begin with? And Rabbeinu Salk is a whole beautiful explanation as to what this is related to. Vaklal, to summarize what Rabbeinu Zal says in that chapter in the Kutimran, Shalidei hasholim yechoylen lahachsir kol ha'olam kuloi lavoidosis barach. That in order to get the whole world to do tshuva, you need shalom. Because if there's no shalom, people aren't listening to what other people are saying. When people hate each other, they don't like each other, they, I don't want to hear what you have to say. So in order to generate world peace, you need shalom. In order to, to be machzer, the whole world, to tshuva, to serving Hashem, it's going to require shalom. And Rabbi Nizal explains over there that it's impossible to achieve this Sholem without Heoras Ponim, the Hadras Ponim, the beauty of the face, which is Bechinas Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is called the Heoras Ponim. There's a posuk, Mevakshe Ponecho Yaakov Selo. So Yaakov is referred to as this Oyer Haponim. And how is a person Zoycha to this Heoras Ponim, this Hadras Ponim? It requires Shmira Sabris. Veheoras Ponim, who Bechinas Druche, who Beure Hatoira, Bishloishesre Midois. And Rabbeinazal explains over there that this one, one form of this Heoras Ponim is the explanations of the Torah based on the 13 formulas by which we expound the Torah. Kal v'choyma, gzeir ha-shova, the... Shenim shochin, tikune dikna. And those 13 formulas come from the 13 tikunim of the beard that the Zohar HaKadosh speaks about, which are associated with the 13 midos of Rachmim. Shehem Iker Hadrasponim. That's the real beauty of the face of a Jew. Kamashikosov, as the Posak says, Vihodarto Zokain. You should beautify the face of an elder. Nan Rabbenazal teaches it. Vihodarto what is Hadrasponim? The Hadrasponim is the Zokain, the beard, the Shloishesrei Tikune Dikna, which are the source for the Shloishesrei. And when a person is bris, through which through which through which we're able to bring people back in tshuva, through this a person is to purify the sound, the sound of their voice, the sound of their song. And Rabbi Nezal shows there that through perfection of the coil, that helps us achieve this shalom. Now Rabbi Nezal explains that where did Hashem give the Jewish nation the commandment of shalom, the commandment of Shabbos? The Torah tells us it was when they were in a place called Mora, Vayavoyu Marasa, and there was no water to drink, a whole story, and the Gemara tells us that that's where Hashem gave the commandment of Shabbos. And Shabbos is called Shabbos Shalom. 
Shabbos represents peace. Ki derech hasholoim lehislabesh b'mora. Rabbein Hazal explains over there in the Kutimran that unfortunately the nature of sholoim is that it comes cloaked in bitterness. That usually it's not so easy to get to sholoim. You have to go through bitterness. For example, Bibchinas, as the Pasuk says, Hine l'sholoim marli mar. We see a connection between sholoim and mar, bitterness. And Rabbein Azal says, this, this explains, Rabbein Azal says there, this explains why usually all medicines are bitter. And therefore, so too sholoim, which is a cure for everything, has to come cloaked in bitterness. That that Sholem comes through Marirus, and you, my soul craves you, my soul wants you. This union of Sholem between people, where one person wants the other person. Now, regarding this issue of Sholem, Rabbi Nezal explains over there, what causes sickness usually in the body when there's a lack of sholim? Between what and what? Between the Dalad Yesoidos, the four basic elements of creation, fire, water, air, and dirt. Those are the four basic elements of creation, and those are the four basic elements of the human body. When there's sholim between them, when each one of them is exactly the way they're supposed to be, and none of them are trying to overpower the other one, there's a perfect balance between the fire and the water in the body, between the heating system and the cooling system, between the ruach and the offer. The ruach is spiritual, very uh, ruach rises up and the offer is down. When they are in perfect balance and harmony, a person is healthy. When there's an imbalance, that's what causes sickness. So sickness is, is a manifestation of lack of shalom. The solution, unfortunately, is marirus sometimes, these bitter medicines. But a person will say, I don't understand. Cough syrup isn't bitter. This isn't bitter. The answer is, yes, it is. They're coating it. They're coating it with sugar. The pills that are coming coated or in a plastic thing said you don't taste the bitterness. But if you take out the actual medicine from its case, you'll see how bitter it is. Okay, so this, is, this summarizes basically the basic concepts in that chapter in Likut Imran. Now Rav Mosenzal begins. Ki be'emes kol echot mi Yisroel yeshloi koyach lahachzir kol ha'olam b'tshuva. The truth is, every single Jew has the ability and the potential to bring the entire world to tshuva. Ki chayev kol odom loymar b'shvili nivro'olam. Because as, as the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Every single person has to say, the world was created for me. The whole world was created for me. Because every single Jew is a composite of the entire Torah. As it says, This is the Torah, man. 
A human being, just like the Torah, is comprised of 248 positive mitzvahs, 365 negative mitzvahs. The human body is composed of 248 organs, 365 tenants. That's basically the entire Torah. And the Torah is also a composite, is made up of 600,000 letters corresponding to the 600,000 neshamas of Klal Yisrael. The word Yisrael makes up the first letters Yesh, Shishim, Riboy, Oiseis, La Torah. Nimtza, so we see therefore, Shekolechot mi Yisrael, Kolol mi Kol Yisrael, that every single individual Jew is a composite of the entire Jewish nation, really. Because if one letter of the Torah is off, the whole Sefer Torah is off. And this is why the Gemara says, every single Jew is responsible for every other Jew. Because each and every single Jew is a composite of the entire Klal Yisrael. And every single Jew has the ability to get every other Jew to do tshuva. And every single one of us is required to be involved in this, to put effort into this, into being machzir, the world, to tshuva. And this is what Rabbi Nezal says over there in chapter 27 in Likut Imran, that when a Jew is zoicha, that their face is shining and glowing, through this we can bring about shalom. And when there's shalom, we can get the entire world to serve Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal explained over there, how does a Jew get their face to shine and glow? The answer is through Drushe Torah, by studying the, the Drushim of the Torah. Because every Jew is required to beautify their face and their body, that they should have a beautiful face, this hadrasponim, because through this the person can draw everyone into serving Hashem, because in every Jew there are wires going out to every other Jew. Every Jew is kolol from all other Jews. And what brings light to the face of a Jew, the, the light of the face of a Jew is, that, is the Torah. Ki hakol echod, because it's all one. Ki ha'odam hu ha-Torah, because a person is the Torah. Zois ha-Torah odam. And the Gemara says, how silly are those people who stand up for a Sefer Torah and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham. So a Talmud Chacham is, is a living Sefer Torah. He's a nuclear Sefer Torah. And through the Torah, the person's face shines. And the face 
is representative, is symbolic of the entire person. A lot of times when you see an advertisement for something, they want to say that somebody's going to be giving a shear or somebody's going to appear any place. They don't necessarily show a picture of the whole body. They show you the face. By seeing the face, you know exactly who we're talking about. The face is koilel, the entire body of the person. Ki haponim shehu haseichel mispashet umeir bechol aguf umachayoisoi. Because the face which represents the seichel spreads and lights up the entire body and is what gives life to the entire body. Kayodua, as is known. Note there's a posik chokma sodom toir ponov. The chokma of a person shines in their face. And through this Seoras Ponim, which comes from the Torah, by a person studying Torah well enough, whereby the Seichel of the Torah spreads to their face, to their entire body, to the point where that person is Zoycha to this Heoras Ponim. This lichtig upon him, this face that's shining, with spiritual light, through this, the person has the ability to draw the entire world, which is represented by all the different organs of the body, he has the ability to draw them all to Hashem. Because everything is included in the image of man, which shines and glows through the Torah. This is this concept of this, this shining face. Question in the chat. But aren't we, we aren't really encouraged to get into discussions with irreligious Jews because there's always a danger that they'll bring unnecessary doubts in our mind. Is what Rav is saying that everyone is obligated to do that? Is that contrary to that? The answer is it applies to each and every single person on their level, on their level. There are certain people, but Rabbeinazal, Rabbeinazal students, Many of them were great tzaddikim, mamish tzaddikim, and, and incredible tamidich hachamim. And yet, Rabbi Nezal said it's forbidden for all of them, except one, to talk to those apikursim in Uman, to those atheists in Uman, those, the founders of the reform movement, Rahman al-Islam. However, regarding talking to your own children, or your, or your siblings, or your parents, or your neighbors, or friends, a person has to know themselves and they have to know who they're dealing with. Depending on how strong those other people are in beliefs that go against Hashem, against the Torah, and depending on how strong you are, how strong the person is, a person has to decide whether to engage the other person or not, whether to share a Dvar Torah with them or not, that kind of thing. But on a general level, on a general level, Every Jew is required to do this. We're required to study Torah and to be able to have what to say to another Jew. Paragraph Beis, Vialkein Osra Torah Kaka. And based on this introduction, 
will understand why the Torah forbids us to engrave into our flesh tattoos. Because a Jew is required to, to protect their flesh, not to mess it up in any way. Not to tattoo into it. So as not to spoil and damage the holy image of a human being, a human being is a composite of all the different worlds. And a Jew has the ability with each and every single organ in their body and with every single part of their flesh to draw people close to Hashem. Because every single part of a person's body corresponds to a certain part of the world and corresponds to a certain number of people. I'm sorry. As the Zohar Kodesh says, some people, their connection to Hashem, they're connected to the ears. And there are other people who are connected to the hairs. The Zohar Kodesh speaks about a concept of Adam Ho'elyoyim, the, a, a heavenly person. This doesn't mean anything physical. Kaviyochel Hashem is described as a person sitting on a throne in the vision that Yecheskel Anovi had. And again, the Zohar Kodesh speaks about the eyes and the ears, not that it means anything physical. We're talking spiritual terms. So here the Zohar Kodesh says there are those that their connection is the ears, there are those that are connected to the hairs. I remember hearing from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, I believe this was in the introduction to the Tikkunei Zoyar, that it speaks, that the Mephoshim there speak about, the, the Arizal speaks about the Rambam and the Ramban. And the Arizal explains that the Rambam came, I believe, from the left payer of Hashem and the Ramban from the right payer. And that's why the Ramban studied Kabbalah. Because of his, his connection, Tashem comes from a certain place which is closer to the study of Kabbalah, and the Rambam came from a different place which is not as connected to the study of Kabbalah. Although there are, it, I, I've heard, and my, I believe my Rebbe Rosenfeld even mentioned this, there are those that say that in the final years or the last year of his life, the Rambam studied Kabbalah, and because of that, he had charoto, he regretted some of the things he wrote earlier, previously, before he saw these, the, the, the Kabbalah. Note, during that time, during the time of the Rishonim, the Zohar Kodesh wasn't available, and, and most of the Sifrei Kabbalah that we have today did not exist, or they weren't available. And just like we gave these examples, that there are those who are connected to the ears, there are those who are connected to the hairs, so too regarding every single part of the body, from head to toe. 
כי אין שום סיירה באדם, וכן אין בו שום עבר וגיד ושום חתיך ומחלקי בשורה ואוירוי, שאין תלויין בוי כמה וכמה נפושייס ואוילומייס. Because there isn't a single organ of the body, or a single tendon, or a certain piece of flesh in, in a person's body, to which many souls and many worlds are connected to. We have no idea how important a Jew is and how important the human body is. That there are imaginary wires going out from every hair in a person's body. We, we look at, the, you ask a person, how many trees are there in this forest? 30 million trees. What are they living? Where are they getting their life from? Their roots. Their, their, They're wired. There are wires also going to human beings, wires going to the hairs on our head or to different parts of our body which are through which chiyus is being gotten to all different parts of the world. And it's for this reason that it's forbidden to cut into the, into the skin, into the flesh, to, to, to make these tattoos so as not to damage and spoil the structure of the body, which is reflected in the beauty of the face. Which we said enables the person to bring the entire world to tshuva, based on the degree that the person is zoicha, to draw that truth, the true explanations of the Torah, into their body. Because the main source of, of light of, of a, a person's body is coming from the drushe and biuri Torah, that the person studies, that are shining in, in that person's body. That's what brings the person to the level of hadrasponim, that their face is shining. And it's through this that the person draws the light of all 600,000 letters of the Torah into their body, into all of their organs. However, it's forbidden for a person to physically engrave any letters into their skin. And especially tattooing. Because that has the opposite effect of what we just explained here. We explained that when a person learns Torah and they draw that Torah inside themselves, that Torah connects to all the different parts of the body, that Torah glows on their face, and that Torah helps the person be able to bring people to close to Hashem. But when a person writes, engraves into the body, Ki by doing that, the person is damaging and destroying the structure of the body, which is a composite of all the different worlds. Because 
because a person is required to beautify the body, that the body should be whole without any engravings in it. Because the body is a composite of all the letters of the Torah. And Rabbi Nassau says, by the way, don't get nervous. How, how could we chas v'shalom compare a person to a, a, a Torah? How could we chas v'shalom compare a person to a... You, you're right, we're not comparing. The truth is, a person is higher than the Torah. As Rabbi Nezal quotes this in Torah Ayin Hay in, in the second half of the Kutumran, Kumar Rabbi Nezal, as the Gemara says to the, at the end of Makois, Kama Tipshoi, how foolish are those people, the Kaimi Mikame Araisa, who stand up for a Sefer Torah, Velay Kaimi Mikame Tsurba Mirabonam, and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham. Vialkein Iker Heoras Ponim, Vihidura Gufshel Hodom, who rak alidei drushe hatoira shemachadesh besichloi, and therefore the real light on a person's face and the real beauty of a person's body is coming from the drushe toira that that person is zeichet to be mechadesh with his seichel, a person who's on a high enough level and smart enough to be able to bring forth new revelations in toira. That's the light that shines on his on his face. And that's what lights up his whole body. So that through this, that person automatically merges with the Torah. And that person draws this spiritual light into their entire body. That, that beauty. However, it's forbidden for us to engrave letters physically into our flesh. Because by doing that, the person spoils and damages the beauty of the body. This beauty of the face that Rabbi Nezal speaks about over there. Hashem will continue tomorrow. Rabbi Nezal is still going to be clarifying and explaining this more and more. We should be zeichah to study the Torah properly, and the Torah should light us up and be zeichah to, to realize how important we are, how important every single Jew is, how important every single part of the body of every single Jew is, and, and to be makadesh ourselves from head to toe, and be zeichah thereby to, to play our role in bringing the whole world to tshuva, which will bring about the Gula Shlema, the coming of Mashiach, Amen. 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 Amen.